A halo swung around her brow. Weep for my lady. Before she fell, look at her now. Sleep not, my lady. The church of St. Anne was of white stucco, humble and simple. But the dark green cypresses that grew before it were trim and tall like sentinels, guarding the bells in their shadowy tower and flanking the cross as somber as a sword blade against the gray of pre-dawn. Inside, except for the eternal lamp before the blessed sacrament and the pale variegated light sifting through the high-stained windows, the church was dark. Within the row of pews beneath the first station of the cross, grotesque in shape with his hands clinging desperately to the back of the pew before him, a man was praying. His words were unclear and peculiarly spaced because of the way in which he was breathing and the taste of blood which was in his mouth. To confess my sins, to do penance, and to amend my life. Amen. The perfect words, the words he had learned long ago, were hallowing the ugly end of his life as much as any words might in those last moments before he died, with three smashed slugs of forty-five caliber in the trunk of his body to hasten the act of perfect contrition. An hour passed, and halfway across town from where the Church of St. Anne held its grim burden, two sergeant of detectives headed up the short flight of steps to the right of the reception desk at Central Station, on their way to homicide, to report to Lieutenant Cantrell. Both walked as though they were a little drunk. In truth, they were dead tired. The shorter of the two, a stocky, well-knit young man in his early thirties, shot a dark, brooding glance at his companion, and announced savagely, if I'd chewed those damned cigarettes, my mouth couldn't taste any rawr. His red-headed partner managed a grin. Sammy, he said, you should watch television. Your city police force is supposed to smoke the long cigarette. It filters the smoke to hell and gone, leaves every cop with the sweetest mouth in town. Sammy Golden grunted, swung open the glass windowed door gilt with a legend of homicide division, and let Dan Adams precede him into the room. Lieutenant Cantrell glanced up, waved a cigar, and went on listening to the phone. The two detectives found chairs beside a cigarette-scarred table and dropped into them. Adams pushed his hat back off an astonishing shock of red hair, then used the same hand to rub the back of his neck. Cantrell said to the mouthpiece of the phone, "'He's just come in. I'll have him out there in twenty minutes.' He cradled the instrument and regarded his two subordinates. "'So you've been on a joyride.' Sure, Sammy agreed. An all-night picnic, half a dozen bars, three gas stations, an all-night restaurant, spread over two counties and about as many hundred miles. Yeah, Adams added, and the fog was so nice, we just didn't want to come out of it. And your friend Mr. Dempsey, why did he make this trip? The lieutenant's voice was as sleepy as his red-rimmed eyes. Nerves, Sammy said. Maybe because he killed his wife. Maybe because he misses the girl. Maybe he drove down the coast because he likes to ride in the fog. And maybe because he was breaking for the border and then lost his nerve. You pay your nickel and you take your choice. Meet anybody? Talk to anybody? Adam shook his head. Not in town, he didn't. Twenty miles out of town, we didn't dare show. Sammy and I have the kind of faces he might remember. What about Johnny Ray's? Cantrell removed his cigar and regarded its soggy end with bloodshot eyes. Johnny Ray stayed in the Royal Heights area all night. 
picked up a girl in the Chino Poblano on Ney and 15th, stopped in Hernandez's liquor store to buy three bottles of toque, then took the girl home. According to Monaghan and Haggerty, he's still with her. That's not money talking, Sammy decided. Cantrell agreed. If Ray's did the job, he's acting cagey or not been paid for it. Red Adams said, It's a slim threat at that, Lieutenant. Ray's past record? Being picked up in a public restroom in the city park across the street from where one Hilda Engel Dempsey dies three stories high in an apartment. Doesn't exactly put the gun in his hand. It's all we've got, said the lieutenant dryly. I like Ray's better than the husband. And then, turning his attention to Sammy, Look, Golden, I'm damn sorry to do this to you, but you're due out in Royal Heights. He tore a sheet from the scratch pad on his desk and handed it to his sergeant. I know your tail's dragging, but this priest asked for you. Said you made a lot of friends out there on the Mendez case.